Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode. Controversial. It might be exciting today. It might be controversial. You never know. It's up to you. <laughs> it's whatever. But today's episode, we're going to be talking about Black History. Since it's Black History Month, we're going to talk about a lot about Black History, especially this whole month, really. Probably, I might even extend it to uh, through February. But we're going to be talking about, in Black History Month, we're going to be talking about our black leaders, black influencers, black people that influence sports in all kind of ways but before we get to that before i get to the the thick of this podcast the thick of what i want to talk about today um we got some trades we got a trade alert i mean i alert but it's already had kind of happened already i think like yesterday or the day before yesterday it might have been like it was this week i know for fact it was like this week so we have matt stafford getting traded to the rams for two first round picks and a third round pick for Jared Goff to the Lions. Um, so for me, y'all, I, I had a lot of people asking me about the trade and what what they feel about the trade. I mean, for me, I really feel like this trade is kind of like it's good for both teams. I think it's, it it really is it's really good for both teams. I think the the Rams. I think that we're getting really tired of. I mean, Jared Goff wasn't really going nowhere. I mean, if you really want to speak facts of facts, I feel like. Jared Goff is a good player. He's a pretty good player, but I think he just need he just, he wasn't the right fit for the Rams. And I I saw the quote that uh uh about what Sean Vay said. He said some of the lines of like basically it's not about the trade. It's about or it's not about old players or something like that. It's basically about me us winning the championship. It's not about win, us winning the trade because people are always talking about who won the trade. They like we trying to win the championship. Forget the trade. We trying to win the championship. So it's like. It ain't about winning the trade or who got the best deal out of the trade. We trying to win the championship. Who gives us the best chance to win the championship? And I think, well, I think, I know they feel like that Jared, I mean, that Jared Goff was not the right fit and Matt Stafford is going to give him a better chance at winning the championship. I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll see. The season start next year, next, what, four or five months from now. So we'll see uh, what happens. But uh, until then, we're going to be watching the Super Bowl. But, uh yeah, that's really oh really I got a lot of uh, ain't really nothing really happening in the in the regular I mean in uh football right now I mean basketball season is going on and we got all these teams that's uh playing right now the Nets uh, just got beat by the got beat again I mean I told people I didn't want to be that person be like oh man you always saying stuff and you always hating but I told you guys the Nets are not gonna be good defensively they're not gonna be good rebounding wise. That's why I've been hearing a lot of talk about them them trying to get under Drummond, which would be a good fit. But still, they wouldn't have a lot of defense. I mean, Drummond is a good is a good rebounder, but he's not the best defender. But he'll make it difficult though. But still, it's just when they got that trade to James Harden, I think it was one of them things where it's kind of like they, the Nets remind me of the Cowboys when they got Ceedee Lamb. They really didn't need him, but they got him anyways. It's like the same thing with the Nets. The Nets really didn't need James Harden, but they just did it anyways, just because he was there and he wanted to get traded to there. I mean, he could have went to any other team, and they probably he probably would have fit fit more. I mean, I fit more, but it sounds like really weird. But he will fit better with uh, any other team like the Nets 
not the Nets, but the 76ers, he would have fit better with. I mean, he it's a lot of teams that he could have went to that would have been okay, a better fit for him. But I just feel like it's too much friction there. Just not even the friction and the fact that like just they don't know how to work together. Because I think when you put one on one, them either one of them on the on the court with KD, it works. But with ball, all three of them on the court, it just don't it doesn't do well because. They're both and like Kyrie is a diva is a, like one of them is a lockdown defender. Ain't nobody really a lockdown defender. If he really or not even a lockdown defender, they're not a decent defender. KD can, but he's seven feet, so he he's supposed to kind of block some shots. But ain't nobody on the team at least a first team or at least second team all defense. I mean, if you was at least a second team all defense, I mean you at least play some type of defense. I mean, I mean it, it really doesn't it make yeah, I make it makes sense in the fact that they saw. Uh, saw open and they felt like they could get get some out of it, but for me, I just felt like that wasn't the right choice for the Nets. The Nets should have just kept their roster. It's just, sometimes you know the phrase where people talk about and say too much of a good thing is bad. Yeah, that's what I think this was. It was too much. They just tried to do too much and say, "Oh, we trying to build a super team with all the people that we love and all this stuff." It just didn't make it didn't work. It's not gonna work. I don't think it is gonna work. I mean, they got a lot of people that gotta beat in the East. I mean, you got the Bucks. The Bucks have been struggling a little bit. They lost against the Horns and the Pelicans back to back. The Ball Brothers back to back. But I mean, I think they're gonna eventually once their defense settles and they figure out their chemistry or whatever. That's that's gonna that's they're gonna be a team to beat. The Nets, I mean not the Nets, but the Seven Sixers are a juggernaut. I mean, Joel Embiid is balling out of his mind. He's probably second on my list for MVP, but behind Jokic. I mean, and then you got you got the you got Philly, you got the Bucks, you got the Celtics. They're not in the play with. I mean, the Celtics are very small, but they can play small ball with you. And then Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and if Kimba goes off, they got a good squad. They got they got a good team. And Miami Heat is not nothing to play with. I mean, once they get their rhythm, I mean, they can do anything. So it's a lot of team. It's not a lot of teams. I think they can beat, but it's the two the top two teams really are Philly. In Milwaukee, I think them two teams are going to be the two teams that you just got to watch out for. They just because when you really look at the just look at the roster, they're really small. Once they get like once they take DeAndre Jordan out, they're really small. They're really not that big like that. They're not going to get. They're going to get all rebounded. They're going to and they're not really great defensively. They're going to give up a lot of points. They might g- gain a lot of points and they might give up. They might uh, get a lot of points, but they're going to get give up a lot of points also. I mean, they go. They, I think they lead the league, and I think in the last like six games, they're like first in points per game, and like last in points given up. Like it's like it does. It's a double negative. It's like it, they cancel. They cancel each other out. Like it's like what's the point of giving up or of giving or take getting you getting twenty one hundred twenty six points a game when you're gonna give up one hundred twenty four? It's like okay, it doesn't like it doesn't make sense. And I, I'm not. I'm. Not saying that's how much of points points they average per game, but I'm just giving an example. It's like, what's the point of you saying, okay, we're gonna give up 126 points, but you get, but your opponent gives, opponent uh, gets, your opponent gets 126. Also, it's like it doesn't make it ma- matter. And when you get to these elite teams, especially in the Western Conference, where they can score and they can defend James Harden or K- uh, James Harden or Kyrie, because I think those are the ultimate X factors for the the. Uh, uh, for the Nets, I don't think KD is going to be a liability because KD has that one thing that nobody doesn't have, and that's he's unguardable at times. James can be unguardable at times, but then at the same time, he can be defended. Same thing for Kyrie. Kyrie can go off for how many ever points he wants to, 
but then at times he can get guarded if he if you play him right. Kate is the only exception on the net that you, no matter how much you do, no matter how much defense you play, he's the only exception on that team that if he goes off, he's just, he's goes off. He's not really, and it real too, and the real is that I feel like for me, it's the Nets are a good team. I don't think they're going to win. And I really don't think it's championship or bust for the Nets because I, I think most people are already kind of putting them at the championship level already. And you got to realize too, they're just their first year as a team. So I will give them a little bit of time though, at least, at least. Because, but it's, 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 um, it's whatever though. But then you got the Packers. Uh, we speaking of like deals and trades and all this stuff. The Packers are not signing back uh, Mike Patton, which I kind of figured they were wasn't. They, I figured they weren't weren't um, trying to uh, get Mike Patton back. I, I figured they wasn't because it, I mean they played defensively well this year, but it was they started all late. And Mike Patton is like the last what three years. It really hasn't been great. So. Mike Patton really didn't go as well as we wanted to be wanted to do. I mean, I knew Mike Patton from Cleveland, but and Cleveland was a great defensive team. But you got to realize too, it was a lot of injuries during this during not the especially last year. It was a lot of injuries, but I'm not giving that as an excuse. But I feel like Mike Patton, yeah, he deserves to get fired. But I don't know really who I we think should get who I think the Packers should get. But I mean, you can go to my Twitter on Marquise ninety five Sports and you can uh, tweet me and see. And ask me, or not even ask me, but you can uh, give me your opinion on what defensive coordinator you think we should get. You can go to my Twitter on Marquise95Sports, M-A-R-K-E-S-E, 95Sports. That's all together. And then, or you can go to Marquise95Sports on my Instagram. You can DM me, and then you give me a, uh, an answer or opinion on who you think should be our D.C., and, uh, or you can go to my Facebook page at the, whatever you want to call a Facebook page and you can message me and you can do it that way, but, or whatever you do, just whatever. But, um, yeah, y'all, I mean, I'm really, I'm really loving this, this new feeling I'm feeling right now with this movement and we all, we got all these movements going on, the Black Lives Matter move, all these movements that's going on. And I, I really want to talk about black, the, black athletes that paved the way for us playing sports now. Cause we always talk about the Muhammad Ali, the Jesse Owens. We talk about all these athletes, but we don't really talk about the, the guys that paved the way even for them. Cause even before Muhammad, Muhammad Ali, the first black athlete, I'm going to tell you is right now, the first black athlete to win the world championship, the world title for a world heavyweight title in boxing was Jack Johnson. Now, Jack Johnson was not just a, he was a 6'2", by God, 6'2", pretty stocky guy. He was from Gavinston, Texas. They nicknamed him in Gavinston, the Gavinston Giant. He was the first, world, like I said, he was the first black world heavyweight champ, boxing champion. His, yeah, like I said, his birthplace was in Gavinston, Texas. He was born in 1878, March 31st. Um, and also in ni- in, like, in 1908, he was crowned the first heavyweight champion after he KO'd Tommy Burns. He was 30 years old at that time. And at, at, during that time, he kind of, he had a lot of, a little, a little bit of hardship. Even, bef- even before, because I talk about him winning the championship before with Tommy, against Tommy Burns. But even before he faced Tommy Burns and got to face Tommy Burns. He had a little 
complications before that. I mean, a little bit of hardship before that. So I'm going to get to that right now. So before that, in his early years, he worked at a uh, he worked as a laborer in um, Texas. And when he worked at a labor, because he had to work as a laborer as a Texas, because there were no jobs like that in like the 1900s. So there was, like I said, there were no jobs like that. So he had to work uh, until until finally he kind of said, "Okay, forget this. I don't want to work no more. I want to do my own thing." And at 16, he moved out of his mom's house and start going to traveling. And he traveled from New York to where he drive from. I just had this this little stats. He like sorry, he started from New York, then later Boston, and then eventually he kind of moved back to his hometown. So I miss home, but then he moved back home, and that's when he kind of went on his boxing career. And in the 1900s, he became very popular popular in the black boxing circuit. He became so popular popular in the black uh, boxing circuit till he wanted to. He, he said, "Okay, I'm tired of beating black people." Or I'm tired of boxing black people. And then he just fights. He's like, okay, let me go get somebody else. And let me face somebody else. So, and uh, once he did that, he wanted to face this guy by the name of Jim F. Jeffries. So, Jim F. Jeffries was a white guy, a white boxer at the time. And he when um, originally when Mama Lee wanted to, I mean, not Mama Lee. I said Mama Lee. I'm thinking of Mama Lee and I just thought of, I'm talking about Jack Johnson. I don't know why random but um during that time jam f jeffries was like he was a white boxer and most at that time most white boxers didn't want to face their black counterparts at the time so he did uh, declined it he refused to face uh jack johnson and jack johnson said, okay whatever i don't care you don't want to face me so eventually uh jack johnson said okay forget it i don't want to okay, i don't gotta face you so once he said that and all that stuff and that went on. I mean, he continued, and then he, eventually he had a fight against uh, by a guy by the name of Tommy Burns, which I, I, I talked about him in the beginning of beginning of the uh, of this uh, podcast about Tommy Burns and how he, he uh, fought Tommy Burns Tommy Burns to win the heavyweight championship. But I say heavyweight championship. I'm thinking of WWE. Sorry, y'all guys. Sorry, you guys. I'm sorry. I mean, the, uh, <laughs> to find, eventually he fought, uh, Tommy Burns to, uh, get the heavyweight title. So, and, and actually what's crazy thing about the, uh, title match against Tommy Burns, the crazy thing about that whole thing was the only reason why Tommy Burns fought him because the promoter said they were going to give him 30,000 off top off for the match. So, I mean, it really wasn't like, oh, I want to fight you because of equality. He only really wants to fight him because of, he was getting that bread, but it was whatever, bro. I mean, I, sometimes I'll be feeling like some of these dudes. I, I, boxing now, and I'm I'm not the biggest boxing fan, but I know boxing. I watch boxing matches. I didn't watch a couple boxing matches every so I can't name you off the off the off top like what boxing match I probably watch, but I have watched a couple boxing matches, especially like especially in me. I don't know, I might be telling my telling a little bit of how I was when I was young, but when I was young, like. Uh, what I some yeah, I just told you like I I don't know how, what I was talking about, but yeah, so yeah, that's what I was talking about. Okay, I just lost my train out in the middle of this podcast. Sorry, y'all guys, but um, sorry guys and ladies, um, but yeah, so for me, I, I used to watch uh boxing stuff like it used to be it used to come on like the Spanish channel because I ain't have cable like we ain't have cable, so it, I used to watch it on like, the Spanish channel and the Spanish channel used to have like 
like boxing stuff on there and I used to just watch it and I used to be interested in it and whatever. And then eventually I started watching I kinda it kinda introverted into uh UFC and then UFC kinda turned into well wrestling. I've been watching wrestling for a while, so that's besides the point. But no the reason why I'm bringing up wrestling and boxing because remember uh what's the guy's name? The guy that beat Wilder. I don't know what the guy's name is, but he fought somebody in the WWE. So that's why I brought it up. And then plus Mayweather fought Big Show at WrestleMania and stuff. It was like a lot of crazy stuff. But yes, I'm I'm already off topic. But let's go to talk, talk about Black History. Speaking of Black History, yeah. So and they said uh, uh, the novelist Jake London attended, and he said he wrote about it in a, a New York uh, newspaper. And la- the match lasted 14 rounds. And they said the only reason why I stopped in the 14 round, you got to realize back then, they didn't really stay. They had like 20, 30, 30, like multiple like rounds. They really didn't have a certain amount of rounds they can go to. So, but this one lasted 14 rounds. And the only reason why I got stopped is because the police stepped in and ended it. And then, then Johnson was named the world, I mean, uh, world, he won the world heavyweight title uh, for that match. And I mean, it was, it was, it was really like a a big after he won that that was like I think that was just like the big moment for like our culture because now it was like I don't think it was like a sense of of how oh, we finally made it it was just a sense of like finally we get our just due and then a side note behind that like he used to people used to talk about like I used to hear stories my sister used to tell me stories about how he used to get cheated out of matches how people used to throw the match away and if you're not a boxing fan and you don't you don't know what I'm talking about. When I say throw the match, it's me like just basically cheat. Basically like be cheating. Like sometimes they will have matches where fans will come in there and try to fight them and then so they can win. Cause you know, back then if you was a boxer, like back then it was just like when you people, first of all, black, the uh, white, white, other white boxers didn't really rock with us like that because they knew we were good. But that's besides when we ain't really going to talk about sports and black people, how we dominated and we're the culture now. But that's, I mean, I, I could talk about that, but I will, I probably will. I probably was February, Black History Month, whatever. It's 2021. I mean, you might as well. I might, well, I, you might as well, and I might as well talk about how we dominated the sport. I mean, and we still dominate the sport now. Um, and we're not getting what we want, but that's whatever. I mean, I could talk about that forever, but, um, I'm going to talk about Black History Month and Jack, uh, Johnson for now, but yeah, so. For me, it just felt like I think if I was in that moment, it would have felt the same way I felt when when Obama was in office. When Obama won, I mean, eventually when he won, it was just like it seemed like it was just essential. Like, man, we finally made it. I, of course, it, I'll have a different opinion about that whole Obama thing now, but it just felt the way I way I think people felt then, or like even I will give it more example. It was kind of like how Jackie Robinson when he kind of became what he was and. It just felt like a sense of like, oh my God, we got it. Finally, got somebody to say, okay, he, we can, we can idolize this guy and say, okay, I can be in boxing because of this guy. And I think that was, I think that was a big moment. If that was me in that moment, it would have been a big moment for me. And they said after that match, and Jack Johnson was so bold, and Jack Johnson was one of the people where he was like, he would taunt people during the match, like. As he was fighting the guy, which is really even really crazy now because people talk now in boxing, but just imagine a guy six two, like just big as I don't know what, because they was a heavyweight, so they got to be like at least two two over two fifty, just talking to you like it just 
it's just uh, just it's already intimidating on, on loan if you are a good boxer. Don't just talk. Don't talk to me too. Like it just it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a good sight. But um, and after, also after that match, um, he Jack Johnson still wanted to fight the guy that didn't want to fight him. Um, and he called out Jim F. Jeffries, the same guy that didn't want to fight him because he just, he just didn't want to fight him. He was a white boxer that didn't want to fight him. So uh, Jack Johnson was like, since I won a heavyweight title, I might as well call out people. And he called out Jim F. Jeffries. And this fight was called the fight of the century. It's called the fight. Yeah, the fight of the century. More than 20,000 eager fans. Not even exciting fans. I, I eager wasn't even a good word. Exciting fans uh, to see this fight. They were they were ready for this fight. And this fight was uh, it was it was this fight was uh it made on like not made but it was the match happened on July fourth, nineteen ten, which is is only kind of on the fourth of July, wasn't it? Yeah, kind of fourth of July. I don't know if the fourth of July was already kind of like set as a holiday then, but. This it was on July fourth. Like I said, it was on it was in Reno, Nevada, which I mean it's kind of really crazy because Reno, Nevada, it's like a little small town now. I mean it's not small, but it's pretty small. And it's, to have a fight there, it's kind of like okay. And you would have thought it would be like Las Vegas or like uh, like it was been some crazy state. It would have been like some crazy like Las Vegas, Los Angeles, or something. Reno, Nevada. No, <laughs> it's just Reno, Nevada. And this fight lasted. After 15 rounds, Johnson became was victorious, and then that's when he just be like, after he fell him, it was just like, okay, I'm better now. I'm now. I think at that moment for me, I would have been feeling like, okay, now not only a, a sense of entitlement, but I would just be like, all right, well, I beat the guy that didn't want to fight me. I mean, I'll be like, oh, that's the reason why you didn't want to fight me because you knew he was gonna get beat. I mean, I'd have been cocky, but I mean, that's whatever. And you know now, like this is, I think. This is what I love about our black, our history, black history. And I don't, I'm not, I don't want to be like that person because I feel like, in a sense, we shouldn't have to have Black History Month to say, to talk about black history. Like, I feel like that's just something that we should always have in our history books. Like, it's, I feel like it's a diss in a sense to say, okay, black history. We got to have a Black History Month to talk about our black leaders or our black influencers of the past years. I mean, I, I I don't I don't feel, I feel like it's just something, and it just might be me. And I'm in quarantine. I'm not in quarantine, but I've been in quarantine for a while, and I've been quarantined for a while. I've been just thinking of, and I've just been doing my podcast, and it's like really inspirational and stuff. But I just feel like it it shouldn't take for us to have a, a freaking month. And first of all, it's a month that's the shortest month, which is kind of a diss in its sense because it's like okay, you give us the shortest month to talk about that many people like it's so much stuff that we can talk about in black history not even just let alone sports just overall the whole world to talk about but our our history our black history our history that is rich and it's with full of things that can inspire people to be great especially my as me as being a black man in america it's inspirational to see a guy that went through all of that and still became the great of a champion as he was. And speaking of great of a champion as he was, of course, with that much greatness, you always got to have hardship. And with that hardship, you know, people didn't like him after he won against Jim F. Jeffries. People hated him. People wanted him. Probably, he probably got death threats, most likely. It's 1910. <laughs> Racism is still alive. And well, now and before. But yeah, you know, with that spotlight, he 
people were going to hate, which they were, and they want they wanted to end his career. And with that, when he won that, I mean, it kind of, and I could, I think when he won it, it was kind of like, okay, yeah, I know, I won, but at the same time, he still had pressure because it was like. You know, people hated him after that. It was like, all right, now nah, we hate, we really hate you now because you beat the guy that we thought you were going to lose against or whatever. Which, I mean, it's viable because people, of course, people have their opinion, but I think most people in that arena had a biased opinion. Like, they didn't really think, oh, we can win anyways just because we, just to color our skin, which is kind of, and when you really think about it, it's really kind of, when you really kind of think about it, it kind of sounds kind of stupid. Which, it, all in all, racism is like that. It's stupid. It's makes no sense. It really doesn't make any type of sense. But it's whatever. But I mean, it's not whatever. But for me, because I kind of say it in my podcast, but it's not really whatever. But but it's it's kind of like racism is kind of stupid. It just makes no sense at all. Like it, at all. Like it, and, and when you really put down to the root the root of it, it's like you hate me because the color of my like. When I used to see, like, and, I, and it's so many movies that in black history, I would say a great movie to watch is, I, I'm not, this is my, probably one of my favorite movies by Denzel Washington, because I'm a big Denzel Washington fan, but if I'm you, because I'm, I'm eventually finna end the podcast, not in the podcast, but I'm gonna end on the story, how, how he ended, I mean, how his career ended, but a great movie to watch for black history, if you want, you're like a black history month, or if you're a teacher of watch, and I don't know, you might be in, the Dubai or the UK or Milwaukee, Wisconsin or anywhere, anywhere, whatever. But a great movie to watch for Black History Month. If you're a sports person, it's Remember the Titans, of course. You got uh, Glory Road. That was a good movie. I mean, and Remember the Titans was so good. And it was just because, I'm first of all, I'm a football fan. So that kind of like intrigued me all the way, all, all the way. And then on top of that, it had Denzel Washington, which made it even better. And then it just and was and then was just talking about overcoming the circumstances of how ra- the racism racism in the, and it was based on racism in that community and on top of that it was a true story so it just made it even better because I hate fictional fictional stories because it's like when you had on fictional fictional stories it really doesn't have the root it really doesn't feel authentic it feel I, I don't really get that feel of okay I want to watch it because. I know when you know it happened in real life, it kind of it makes you m- want to watch it even more because now it's like I really want to see what happened. Like when it's fictional or when it's non-fictional and it's fake, it's like well, do I really want to see this? Eh, I mean, I don't really want to. So it's kind of like that's what I feel about it. But um, back to the Jack Johnson story, you know, people hated him. They was hating. They, they was hating the player because you know he was cold like that. An interesting fact about that uh that fight, Jeffrey said after the match, he said I could never have whipped him, jo- whipped Johnson at my best. He he said that. I mean, uh, Jeffrey said that. He said he also said I couldn't hit him, and uh, I could I couldn't reach him in a thousand years. So basically, he knew he couldn't fight him. He he knew he was like that dude. That dude was cold. He had to, he had to he had to fess up and like, bro, he cold. He, like he he's what is advertised, and then also. I, and back in the day, and I'm gonna say a number, uh, how much he got paid, but it's, he got about what? What was it, 117 thousand? Which is now is not really nothing for a fight. It's like that's what you get if you like. That's like what you get per hour or per match you get or whatever. But yeah, that was a bag back in the day. I mean, that was that was some bread, and some good cheese back in the day. But but back then, it was uh, 117 thousand was a uh, hundred. Yeah, 117 thousand. I was that was some. 
that was some good money right there. Like, of course, he said, like I said before, um, back, yeah, you know, they was hating on the player <laughs> when he won. I mean, and, you know, I mean, people were, I know people, of course, he was going to hate because he's great. You know, when you're great and, and you black, it just makes even people more, even more mad sometimes. It's like, especially back in the day. And it still happens now. I, I, I could talk about a situation that I really want to talk about, but I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to leave that for next, for next episode. But, um, yeah, like I said, it's, he, uh, he, uh, people thought hated it. Like people hated on, hated on the player. I mean, then later in his life though, he, you know, of course he married a, he was a player. He, he was a pimp. I ain't gonna say he was a pimp. He wasn't a pimp, but he was, he was, a, he was around basically. And, uh, he used to uh, date, he married, I think three white women or whatever. And back then, of course, in, in 1900, you couldn't ma- marry a white woman. And it was an interesting story about that is. In 1912, I don't know what year it was, but it was in 1912, he was convicted for violating the Man Act, which was a bullshit act, basically, saying that you couldn't have, you couldn't date a white woman across state lines before marriage. But, yeah, so, basically, the man, I don't know what the man, it sounds stupid, the Man Act, which is, it sounds more retarded than it is. I gotta, gotta look, probably gotta look up what the Man Act was, really was, but it, basically, in my words, it was a bullshit act, basically saying you couldn't date a white woman. Because, you know, back then, they was like, you can't just dominate the sport and get our women, too. Like, it, it was just like, it was funny. It's funny when you think about this, it, like, dang, you was hating, y'all was hating that bad. Like, y'all was like, dang, y'all can't dominate the sport and get our women, too. Like, damn, it's fucked. We fucked up. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, and then, it, of course, he got sentenced to prison, but he flee he flee to Europe for a while. And then seven years later, he came back and then just would return and just did his time which was kind of stupid i mean he and returned he returned in 1920 and then just like i said he ultimately just served his time or whatever and just took the like took the took the gut to the took took the bullet and said okay yeah i'll just do the, i'll just do the time and eventually like i said he eventually did the time or whatever i mean and that, that supposedly ruined his career but i mean it didn't and then eventually uh for and then eventually in 1946 he died in an automobile automobile uh, accident in Raleigh, North Carolina, but his, 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 his legend, his spirit still lives on to this day and in, in boxing, in a boxing world, because I, you never know, like without Jack, John, Jack Johnson, you would have never had a Muhammad Ali and you know how Muhammad Ali was. It was, and speaking of Muhammad Ali, I'm going to talk about Muhammad Ali probably during this podcast. It's, I just have so much to say about my Muhammad Ali was even, I, Jack Johnson was great. And I love Jack Johnson, what he did, and paved the way for even a guy like Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali just just was two times like he was even worse than like in a, not even worse in a bad way. He was worse than Jack Johnson. Now Muhammad Ali was just like, yeah, okay, I don't care, I'm winning. And he and the crazy thing, I'm gonna talk about. It's probably gonna be either my next episode, probably or I'm probably I'm probably gonna do that last because that's his his story was so good and how he ever came was so great so i'm probably gonna talk about it either next next episode but uh but guys uh and also speaking of another interesting fact about jack johnson he ended his career with 73 wins 40 or 40 by them by knockout so basically he was knocking out pretty much everybody <laughs> i mean he was just knocking out pretty much 30 13 losses 10 draws and five no contests um but yeah it's is basically he was a cold, so that I means that's basically what it is. I mean, he was really good. He was good as advertised. He was saw as advertised. He was good as advertised. People couldn't really doubt him. 
or doubt that he was great. But I like to, I like to end on a quote by Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson said, "An a individual action multiplied by millions creates global change." And um, before I end the podcast, I want you guys to go listen to the podcast on a uh, whatever you want to call a podcast on Stitcher. If you got Stitcher, you can go to uh, Apple Podcasts or Apple Music. If not Apple Music or Stitcher or whatever or Apple Podcasts. You can go to Spotify. But I can see you guys next episode. Peace.